Ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between, welcome to episode four of Football Not Soccer with myself and my wonderful co-host, William. William, how are you doing on this Monday afternoon? Hey, what's up, brother? I'm doing great. How about yourself, man? Can't complain, can't complain. Just finished up a stream, and we are here back for episode four, the Match Day 6 review. Let me start off by apologizing to everybody. Because we did record an episode last week. It was just an audio issue. Because I had come home to discover that my laptop no longer worked. At the time of recording, I bought a new laptop. Everything is sorted out well and good. But um, So I was recording off my phone using Bluetooth earbuds. So there was a bit of an audio issue in terms of quality. So we didn't want to give you guys a shitty sounding episode. So we just omitted it from the game week. Uh, so you didn't get to hear more of my awful predictions. So uh, that's all well and good. But no, we didn't forget about you. We didn't abandon you guys. We didn't tell you we were going to the store and never coming back. I know that happened. We're here. <laughs> so um, yeah, so let's get into it. Let's just pretend match day five was what it was. And let's skip to match day six. So we are going to go chronologically here. And we are going to start with my team, the European champions, losing 0-1 at home to the defending Premier League winners, Manchester City. And if I'm honest, they just came and they bodied us. Like, there's really nothing else to say, bro. Like, they were much better than us. They deserved the points, and they got exactly what they deserved. So I really don't have much to say about this. It was a bit weird seeing us be so cautious and defensive. But, I mean, it is what it is. Um, disappointing. But the sky isn't falling. Uh, it was just, it was more, I was more upset that I had to wake up at 4.30 a.m. to watch that. But, um, I mean, it happens. We never win these early kickoffs. So, a small part of me, like, emotionally prepared for this beforehand. So, it wasn't too bad to take when it was actually happening. Will, what did you think about it? Uh. It's, it was a loss, you know. Uh, Manchester City did a Manchester City. Pep Guardiola did his thing. You know, made it seem like you guys were playing one man down. But at the same time, you guys definitely went in with a different uh, different formation. If I'm not wrong, you guys had a three-man midfielder with uh, Lukaku and Werner on top. Actually, credits to Werner. I feel like he had a really great game that game. He was doing what he had to do. It's just, again, it was just, a, it was just an unfortunate day for you guys. City came out, came out forward that game day. They are a great team. We can't discredit them. You guys are also a great team, so we can't really like down talk you guys either. It was just one of those things where the champions of England and the champions of Europe just faced off, you know. Plus, it wasn't like a high scoring game either, you know. Oh, by the way, shout out to Mendy, bro. Guy is legit, insane goalkeeping, bro. Very underrated. Yep. No, I think Mendy's definitely was our man of the match on Saturday. And any scenario where you lose no one at home and your keeper's a man of the match tells you pretty much all you need to know about it. But if not, good for Mendy. He's finally getting a bit more respect. Because uh, if, if I'm honest, he's been performing at this level ever since he showed up. And, uh, yeah, it's nice. It was, it was good for him. It sucks we couldn't at least get a point out of this. But eh, it is what it is. We're only one point off top. It's not the sky isn't falling. There's no reason to really panic. The season goes on. We've got 32 more fixtures. It is what it is. Of course, of course. 
Then so, the next game we have a uh, United versus Villa, bro. Yes. What do you think about that game? I'm gonna be honest. I didn't watch a second of this. I watched highlights because uh, this was going on. I I don't remember the last time there were two early kickoffs running simultaneously, but that was the case on the 25th of September. So no, I didn't watch any of this because I was watching my team. But by watching the highlights and watching condensed like footage, you know. It looked like Villa were kind of good value for what they got. It Villa, it Villa definitely like dominated the majority of the game, which was um, which was really shocking. The whole, the whole time United didn't couldn't really like get control of the game at all, which was Villa, unfortunate. Villa have switched to five at the well. They switched to a back three with the wingbacks after. It's the like a three four. Game. Is it a three five two? Right. Yeah, they switched to three man midfield. They have Ramsey, McGinn, and Douglas Louise in there, and they have Target and Cash as wingbacks. And ever yeah, since with they've, a, looked that, they've looked a lot more compact, and they've gotten good results because of it. So um, yeah. no, I don't know. It's weird. Like I wasn't expecting this. I predicted in our last episode. I predicted United to win two one, but um, am I shocked? Like. In hindsight, no, because United have been getting away with subpar performances for a while now. And eventually, like, you're going to get caught up. Your luck is going to run out. But no, I would have never thought Bruno Fernandes would miss a stoppage time penalty kick. But I mean, yeah, that Bruno Fernandes penalty kick was just awful, bro. (laughs) I I wasn't expecting him to miss it, but, you know, it happened. But for the most part, going back to the whole tactical switch of a. Three, uh, three, five, two. It's doing them justice, man. Having Watkins and Ings on top, it's it's definitely doing good things for them. Yeah, I don't exactly know where a Buendia fits into something like that, but I mean, if you're getting results, I don't think Dean Smith is going to care too much. If I'm honest, like not everyone is going to fit all the time, but it's good that Villa can set up in different ways and still achieve results. That's a sign of a good team. Uh, now we're going to get into our block of the. 3 p.m. UK time matches. Everton 2, Norwich 0. Norwich loses like their 16th Premier League match in a row, I believe. Something crazy like that. Might even be more. Apologies to any Norwich fans if you're listening, but you guys aren't very good. But um, now, big up to Everton. Rafa Benitez. I believe this is a second consecutive home win. So, or might even be third. Yes, I think it's their third home win to start the season. Yes, it is. So uh, you know, yeah. were we really, were we really expecting a Norwich win, though? Like, let's, let's no, be no. I was so confident Everton would win, and they'd probably keep a clean sheet that I brought in two Everton defenders in FPL this week. So I like tripled down on an Everton back line. I t- I brought in Ben Godfrey. I had um, what's his face, Michael Keane, and I had Dina all in my defense. So I was confident. That was definitely a good shout, though. Well, like, hey, I'm I'm at the point in FPL and stuff like that where if I can, I'm gonna just get defenders from whoever's playing Norwich or Newcastle. But um, no, nah, I mean, big up to Everton. Uh, still missing Calvert Lewin, still missing Richarlison. They went with a front two of Damari Gray and Salomon Rondon. But I um, may, hey, I mean, it's good to see Damari Gray continuing his good start to the season. He got an assist for Decore's goal, and it's always nice when you have your summer purchases contributing to success. Andros Townsend, a bit of a low-key switch from Crystal Palace to Everton. But, hey, I mean, he's contributed. Like, you can't really argue with it. It's not the flashiest of names, but it's working out for them, so good for them. Townsend's always been that one player who's, like, 
isn't the biggest name, but he does what he has to do, you know? Like, he contributes to the team. Yeah, he'll always be – he'll always find a, his place in the Premier League. Like, he'll always have somewhere to go, you know? Yeah, he's def- definitely – with, with the whole Everton thing, bro, I feel like once Calvert Lowen comes in, it's going to be a completely different team, you know? Like, right now, just relying solely on Rondon to be the goal scorer is just, you know – Mm-hmm. It, it sucks, you know. He he's not that type of quality, the same as a uh, Calvert Lewin. But for the most part, it was a pretty comfortable win for for them against Norwich. Yo, well, I can hear your AC a little bit. But um, now, yeah, I hear you. Like it's they need obviously they need their two best players to come back. They're gonna need their talisman eventually, especially. I mean, we'll get into the preview part, but they'll need him sooner rather than later. But I'm um, not. It's good that they've continued their fine start to the season. Next match, Leeds 1, West Ham 2. So Leeds took the lead through a wonderfully taken Rafinha goal, but West Ham stole all three points in the 90th minute because the man of the moment, Mikel Antonio, won it off a fantastic first touch and a finish composure. So West Ham, I believe they're on 11 points now for the season, uh, sat in seventh place. So they look to be doing well on the domestic front as well as the European front, something I myself was not expecting. But, Willie, what do you think about West Ham Leeds? All right. That, uh, the West Ham, the West Ham Leeds game, bro? Yeah. <sighs> you know, that was, that was definitely a good game. All right, no worries. Will will rejoin us. Um, Will, if you're listening back to this, this is at nine minutes and 30 seconds, roughly, in the recording. So, um, yeah. Anyways, West Ham up to seventh place, 11 points from six matches. It's not too bad. Not looking too bad for them. Leeds are still winless. Leeds are one of six winless teams in the Premier League this season. So, um, yeah, that's kind of strange. No, it's not six, it's five. I lied, I lied, everybody, I lied. I'm a liar, I'm a horrible person, but whatever. No, Leeds are winless. They're currently sat in 18th, so I wouldn't exactly push the panic button because they were a bit shorthanded this weekend due to injuries and, like, a COVID situation. But, um, no, they definitely need to start putting points on the board and doing it sooner rather than later because you don't want to get dragged too quickly into a relegation scrap. You want to stay as far clear of the red line as possible. And three points from six matches isn't going to get it done. But I mean, eh, it is what it is. So I guess our next, our final match in this 3 p.m. UK time window was a bit of a surprising scoreline, everybody. On the preview episode that you never heard, I predicted Leicester City to win and keep a clean sheet versus Burnley. They did neither of those things. Uh, Burnley 2, Leicester City 2. Jamie Vardy with two goals at the right end and one goal in the wrong end. So he had an interesting afternoon. Maxwell Cornet, early contender for goal of the season with his fantastic right-footed volley right past Michael at the near Bro, public. that volley was beautiful. And it's a shame that he tore, yeah, he pulled a muscle like three minutes later. But no, I mean, big up to Burnley getting a point. VAR denied them all three points. The Chris Wood, they denied Chris Wood a 94th minute winner. 
But it is what it is. Burnley 2, I think Burnley were good value for their point as well, to be fair. Burnley 2, Leicester City 2. So, Will, what do you think? What do you think about this? Bro, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I was really shocked that Burnley came out there, bro. Like, they, they did what they had to do, man. They were going all out. And it's unfortunate that, that Cornet, he uh, yeah. he got injured because he really transformed that team. Even when uh, Arsenal played him the previous week, when he came on, everything was just completely different. Yeah. Shout out to Will's dog barking in the background. It is. It is. <laughs> oh, My bad. It is. What, I mean, you can't control that shit. Um, I fully understand. Actually, no, I lied. That's not the last of the 3 p.m. block. Watford won. Newcastle won. I was also incorrect in this prediction. Uh, I said Watford would beat Newcastle at home. It did not happen. I actually had one of my two screens available on this match. If I'm being honest, Newcastle probably should have won this match. They had the chances to put the match away in the first half, and they were a bit wasteful. Shout out to St. Maximin for creating yet another Newcastle goal. This man is doing absolutely everything in his power to keep them in the league this season. Uh, <laughs> East Massar off a double header, um, well-worked set piece. King heads the ball across the face of goal. Sar taps in. And so Ismail Sar four goals in six Premier League matches. And Watford are comfortably mid-table with seven points after six. So, Will, what did you think about that? This was uh this was one of those games where both teams have that one player that could genuinely like <laughs> do their very best to carry with Sar and Watford and uh and uh St. Maximum for Newcastle. Yeah. And it's just like I'm not gonna lie, it was it, it was an interesting game. I didn't I, I'm not gonna say you entirely like I watched the whole thing because I really didn't, but from what I saw, St. Maximum he's He's just a great creator, bro. Like he—he's insane. He dribbles at defenses, and he was just—he was doing exactly that. But same thing with Sar. Like he was a—he uh, was doing the same thing. Saint Maxim did. The only difference is that he was able to get his goal, you know. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, Watford—I don't know, bro. It doesn't seem like it seems like they—they're going to be a comfortably comfortable mid-table team, especially if Sar, as Molly Sar continues to do what he has to do for the team. The thing is, with these teams down at the wrong end of the table, Watford have goal scorers, in, and they have a proven Premier League striker in Josh King, and they have an X-Factor type player in Ismail Lassar. So I'm more hesitant to say they're definitely going down as compared to a team like Newcastle or Southampton, who you just can't quite see scoring enough goals to keep them in the league long term. You know what I mean? Like, Watford, aren't, they're not a perfect team. I'm not saying they're going to push for Europe or anything. But from what I've seen of them so far, I can't see them struggling for goals that badly, you know? Of, of course, of course. Like, their team is a decent team. It's not an amazing team, but it's a decent team with the likes of, you're right, like a proven goal scorer with King and with the Somali star doing what, he, what he's doing right now. But they're definitely going to be a comfortable mid-table team from what I see. Yeah. Which is good. It's always nice to see promoted teams come up and stay. I was bummed to lose Watford two seasons ago. But uh, probably, well, not even probably, definitely the fixture of the weekend, the most entertaining, outstanding fixture of the weekend, Brentford 3, Liverpool 3. So, um, Will, I'm sure you watch this. Oh, of course, man. <laughs> what a game, bro. Brentford, uh, they're just proving to not be – to be that team that you can't really underestimate, you know? Like, these guys are balling out. These guys are doing what they have to do. They're showing up, scoring goals. They're playing very, very good football, you know? 
Oh, yeah, definitely. And, like, I'm looking at the Premier League table right now. Brentford have scored eight goals and conceded five in six matches. Keep in mind, three of them were to Liverpool. You know, but they still got a yep. point out of it. Like, Brentford have a system. It's refreshing to see a team with a true strike partnership. It's refreshing to see that. And they're consistently just dangerous. But they're well-coached and compact enough. And they can score goals in different ways. Like, they're creative but they're also well-drilled and disciplined. And they're just everything I want to see in a mid-table Premier League club. Like, you truly feel Brentford are maximizing their potential with the level they're performing at now, and that's good to see. They they really are. And the thing the thing that I'm that shocks me about them is they're very organized. When you see them play, they're just very, very organized when they all defend and press together, when they all attack. And it's, it's just like it's, it's, it's a really – it's a really good team, bro. Like it's it's one of those teams that's a mid table team that could that, that's gonna cause a lot of uh uh top table teams, you know, issues. Like again, seeing the with Liverpool, you know, and seeing how they beat Arsenal <clears throat> sad face. But they're definitely they're definitely a great team, you know. But one thing I definitely want to point out is that Liverpool's defense wasn't doing that great. If you if you if you take the time to think about it, uh, Matip was getting cooked. It was Matip, right? Yeah, it was Matip. He he was he was getting cooked by Tony, bro. Like he was getting cooked left and right. Yep. And uh, it's it's like Virgil Van Dijk could only do so much in that sense. But I don't know, man. That defense was definitely not it. No, yeah. I mean, it's just one of those afternoons for Liverpool. Like you just goes to show you can never take teams too lightly. You can never underestimate teams. Uh, Brentford went behind twice in this match, a two-one and three-two, and they hit back each. They hit back each time, you know. Like it's just, I don't know. It's just great to see. It makes me feel a lot better about Chelsea losing that you <laughs> lost and Liverpool drew. So, um, you know, I mean, it was just, it was good to see. It was like a real entertaining, like classic throwback Premier League kind of thing. But I walk away from that feeling a lot more confident about Brentford than I do worried about Liverpool. You know who's uh you know who's played for Brentford that I definitely think should deserve some credit it was uh David Raya, the goalkeeper. Oh, the goalkeeper's it's good, man. Insane, bro. Guy yeah. guy is insane. Now the goalkeeper, he's just good. Yeah. He's a very, very good player. He's but now he's... like it's I'm surprised. Like they just seem to have found so many of these players. It just I don't know. I don't know where they came from, but I hope they stay around for a long time. So now flipping over to Sunday, we had Southampton nil, Wolves one. I watched this game. Raul Jimenez with a Route One winner. Great piece of individual skill. Um, good to see Jimenez get off the mark for the season. Wolves with an away victory in our last episode. I actually predicted a 1-0 Southampton victory, so I was wrong once again. But I'm um, not. I mean, Wolves' second win of the season. They had a bit of a tough start, but they're up to six points after six matches now. It's not looking like the sky is falling. So, um, no, I mean, uh, tough for Southampton. They're still winless on the season. They've, they're sat with their four draws. So It's it's good to know. see that uh, Jimenez was finally uh, found his feet again, you know. He's uh he's always yeah. been one of those really good strikers. Just ever since that uh, injury he's had, it's Wolves been. Gonna, they're gonna need him. Yeah, like... Wolves have only conceded five goals, but they've only scored three. My mm. goodness, see, it's so funny. Like looking at the full expanded table, they're not like the other teams that are sat down here at all. 
Palace conceded nine, Southampton conceded seven, Newcastle and Leeds have conceded 14, Burnley's conceded 11, and Norwich has conceded 16. Wolves are 14, but they've conceded five goals. Like, see, goal scoring is the issue. I don't yeah. worry. I'm not worried about Wolves long term. I think if they can defend that solidly and play that consistently, eventually balls will bounce their way and they'll pick up wins. It goes. But, it goes back to the situation we've spoken about multiple times: is that they're not having an issue creating chances because they are. They're just having an issue finishing those chances, yep. and that's that's flying away. Like for me as well too. I'm just, I'm not worried about them. Like I know they're gonna bounce back. It's just the moment that they find their feet when it comes to goal scoring. And hopefully this goal for Jimenez really puts them forward. You know. Yep. So the probably I mean it's your team so I will let you I will hand you the reins Arsenal three Tottenham one I just I'm watch along for this but um <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts so I just want to say first things first is uh Spurs are shit I don't care what anyone says but we just it was that day was the day that Arteta just grabbed uh, he 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 got everything right in a sense where. He got a perfect balance with the midfield and the attack where we were finally able to be able to create create chances, link up play and stuff. And saw the soccer and the Millsmith throw haters. They did what they had to do, both left with one goal and assist each. Obami mm-hmm. got his goal. And it, it, it was just a great game to watch, man. The whole first half, Arsenal were just all over them. These youngins, they literally were hungry. They they wanted to score. They wanted to eat, bro. And we did what we had to do. And of course, Spurs got that one crappy goal, you know, but it was one of those things where we just got, we lacked concentration in that sense. And we just pretty much just gave it to them, which was unfortunate. But for the most part, Ramsdale, standout player, Smithrow, standout player, Saka, standout player. Those three guys are definitely great, man. And I don't want to be that guy, bro, but it's it's, it's, it's like, I, I, I don't, I'm not for Teta, but he did what he had to do. So he proved everyone wrong, you know? But I'm just mm-hmm. hoping that this current form that we brought into this Tottenham game, I hope we can replicate it against the other teams, like the likes of United, the likes of uh, Chet when we play you guys again, the likes of Liverpool City and all that, you know? So I'm just hoping for the best right now. It's good for Arsenal. They string some form together. I I think Spurs were also just abjectly terrible. They, like, they just couldn't do anything, credit, man. Full credit to Arsenal for showing up because they just blew them out of the water in the first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always good to get a derby victory. Uh, I don't. I'm sort of slower. I'm slower to like cast judgment on Arteta on like Arsenal's potential, their newfound potential, than most people, because I just I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to like turn heel after on my original predictions after three good matches. But um, we'll have to wait and see. Like the season's and, and that, that's 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 a, that's a good thing you said that, bro. Is because it's like. We, we can't judge a team just based off of three matches. You know, we have to judge them off like what, like five, six, even seven, eight, you know? That's the like, thing that's happened. Like, people like to pretend like the first three matches didn't happen, and they did. Like, I understand it's a different team now, it's a different squad, whatever. But, like, you want a derby, that's great. I hear that. Congratulations to everybody. They deserve it. Have your moment. You beat Norwich and Burnley, who are combined, no, they combined two Premier League points. So, like, if I'm being hypercritical, I don't know exactly how good this team is yet. And I think that's fair to say. So it's, I just it's more than fair to say that. I want to wait and see until I'm going to say, oh, Arsenal can do X, Y, or Z. Because I don't know. Like, it's too early for me to tell. If they play like that every weekend, they'll be fine. But they're not. 
because not every you're not going to be as emotionally charged every week. Yeah, and then that just goes back to the issue that we have is with where we just like major inconsistency in our team, you know. Yeah, I hear that. But yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, time or shit. Yeah, no, I, I definitely like it's good for Arsenal. We'll get into the predictions soon, but the last game for round six of the Premier League, Brighton won. Crystal Palace won happened today. So, Will, did you get to catch any of this? Because I only caught the first half while I was at work. I only got I only got to catch a little bit of the first half because I had a family emergency. But Crystal Palace were dominating, bro. <laughs> Crystal Palace were just they were that team. They they were doing what they had to do again, showing how they're a dominant team. But at the same time, Brighton were Brighton. I don't know, bro. This game was like it was a good game in the sense that both teams didn't really sit back. They both wanted that goal. It was just, and it was just more about who messes up first. You get me? Yeah. In a yeah. sense, just the Brighton defense just completely got carried away. You know, Zaha do what Zaha does his little, his little dancing, his happy feet going on. You know, got that penalty, yeah. and then towards the end again, a, another defensive error for Crystal Palace. You know, this was just that game that the only way a team was going to score is based off the the defense of each team them messing up and just messing so we're in the transition. You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, both teams, great teams, man. It was it was a great game. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm I'm bummed for Palace because um them conceding at the end probably cost me my FPL matchup as well as cost me seventeen dollars in real life money because I bet on a Palace win at plus one seventy and I put ten dollars down. But I mean, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, I'm really impressed by Palace. I, I continue to be. It sucks they didn't win, especially when you're so close to three points. Having that happen, it's it's just unfortunate. But hey, I mean, six points after six matches, you've gone to Anfield and Sanford Bridge. Like the sky isn't falling. You know, there's plenty of teams underneath them. I think look much worse. So I mean, good for Brighton to snatch a point from that as well. The the the, the one thing though, I just want to point out is that Brighton haven't been playing bad recently. You know, Brighton have been doing really good. Like, right now, they're, what, six points, 13 points, you know? 13 points out of a possible 18. Yeah, Brighton Brighton have been doing pretty well. Uh, And uh, Crystal Palace, they've been doing good too, man. You know, it just it's taking them a little bit to be able to find their feet and stuff like that with uh, Vieira just finding his uh, style and all. But at the same time, I don't – I'm not doubting Vieira. Like, just just the way he's got the team playing, the the way he's got everyone just moving and stuff, I feel like Crystal Palace is is definitely just going to improve more and more as the season goes by. I hear that. All right. So let's get into predictions for next match week. So match day seven, uh, Manchester United once again find themselves in an early kickoff. This time it's not running simultaneous to anything else. They are hosting Rafa Benitez's Everton. So what are we predicting for this? Granted, we've gotten our United. I've gotten my United prediction wrong for the last two weeks. But um, what are you thinking? Well, I, you know, man, this is actually a, a good game. Everton coming off a high, United coming off a low. I want to say Everton could win, but at the same time, they're playing at Old Trafford. So I could see, I could see a 1-0 United win or probably even a 2-1 United win. Okay. I hear that. I'm going to say 1-1. Everton will get something. I think Benitez will have the team set up tough enough. And I'm 
only seen United keep one clean sheet this season. I think they just are like, have the knack for conceding relatively soft goals. But I'm going to say 1-1. I'll stick my neck out and say that. That's definitely that's definitely fair because you're, you're right. United have been struggling immensely just to keep a clean sheet. And that, again, goes back to team issues with them not being able to have that defensive midfielder to help the defenders in front of them, you know? Yeah, I just – I don't know. Something about Benitez and, like, I don't know. This seems like the kind of thing where everybody expects United to do, just, just roll them over, like, fairly easily. I just don't think it will happen. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, the first 3 p.m. UK time kickoff, Burnley hosts Norwich in a battle of 19th versus 20th. What do you think, Will? Burnley versus Norwich, right? Yep. I'm going to go 2-0 with Burnley win. Just the way they played last time has been really good. Even after uh, Cornet, that's how you pronounce his name, right? Cornet or Cornet? After he got off, too, bro, the team was still turning up. They were still doing what they had to do. They were balling out. So I got a 2-0-1 for Burnley. I'm going to say 2-1 Burnley. Yeah, what makes you think that Norwich is going to be able to score, bro? Tell me. (laughs) Burnley have conceded a bunch of goals as well. But but the but Nor- Norwich hasn't been able to like they just can't get their attack to click. Also, like I that. have Pookie. I have Pookie in FPL and he scored twice. Ah, okay, 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 okay. Honestly, <laughs> two one Burnley ideal world. Burnley win, but Pookie scores or assists, so I'll just eat. You know, uh, Chelsea Southampton off of a disappointing loss at home last week. I think we are going to bounce back and beat Southampton. I think it will be a rotated team because Chelsea played in Turin against Juventus on Wednesday night. But I think we will beat Southampton. I think Southampton will come and they'll try and frustrate and be compact and do all that stuff. And they'll do reasonably well. But I think we'll win 2-0. I got the same thing, bro. I got a 2-0 Chelsea win. You guys are definitely going to bounce back. And you guys have enough – you guys have a good enough squad depth to be able to put out, like, you know, some youngins out there and still be able to, you know, provide goals and just do what they have to do. Yeah, I hear that. Um, no, nah, I think we should win, man. We really need to be if we're I, – I cannot tolerate a not win. We must win. But uh, next match, Leeds and Watford. That's actually a good game. <laughs> That's going to be a good game. I'm going to I'm gonna say this is this is probably going to be a crazy one, but I got a 2-2 draw. Leeds can't – you, you know, again, Leeds having a really bad defense, but at the same time they could score. And Wofford having a decent attack with Sar and King out there. I could definitely see a 2-2 draw. Bro, just Leeds have to win sometime, man. I'm going to say Leeds <laughs> win. Like, they can't be winless after seven. Like, I refuse to believe they're that bad. They have to bro, win sometime. But the thing the thing is, though, is it's like Sar is in form right now, bro. Like, he's going to come out running. He's going to charge at that defense. That's why I said 2-1. I mean, I, I got a draw, bro. I could, I could even see a Wofford win, to be honest. With I'm you. not mad with whatever happens in this game, to be honest, because I like both these teams. So, like, I'm really not that pissed. It's gonna but be a no. good game. It's gonna be a good watch, though. Both very attacking teams. Oh, I'm definitely gonna, I'm, I'm gonna. This will be on my second, second screen while I'm watching Chelsea. So, no big deal. Yeah, that's just definitely a good game. And I think the other game we have to touch bases is uh, Wolves Newcastle. What do you think? Uh, Wolves, Newcastle, bro. My Steve Bruce agenda continues. Wolves win. <laughs> 2 0 1 0. 
Uh, Wolves win 2-0. I, I can see a 2-0 this- one, too. I, I, can see, I can see Jimenez replicating or being able to get some confidence from that one goal he scored this past weekend. Yeah, I'm going to say Wolves 2-0. The St. Maximin goal contribution streak is going to end. That's going to be interesting. So, w- with all these losses, bro, do you do you see Newcastle getting relegated? Oh, yeah. I picked them, bro. Like, nothing changes because, I don't know. Like, I feel like St. Maximin is, is doing a good job when it comes to, like, being able to create something out of nothing. Oh, bro, he's in form and they're still not winning. That is true. That is very true. Like what if he what if he gets injured or what if his form dips? What the hell? Oh man, the moment he gets injured or his form dips, bro, that's the GGs for uh, Newcastle. What I'm saying, like he's trying to carry the team, and it's still not working. It's unfortunate to see, bro. Like he's nah, a great player. We'd we'll love to see him somewhere else. Well, yeah, sure. Fuck, fuck Newcastle. Fuck Steelers. My agenda <laughs> will continue for forever. If there's one thing you're gonna know the football, not soccer podcast for, it's for the Steve Bruce agenda run by a co-host. People, so don't ever forget it. This man should not be managing in the Premier League. He's archaic. He's boring. He's just – I don't like him. I don't like managers like him. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> uh, Saturday late kickoff, Brighton host Arsenal. This is interesting, and I think this is going to be a fantastic watch. I will make sure to stay tuned in. Will, how do you feel about this? So I'm feeling confident in the sense that, we, you know, coming off that one against Tottenham, I, I definitely – could see the team coming out confident and strong, but it just goes back to the situation where we've been very, very inconsistent throughout the season and just throughout uh-huh. last season as well, too. It's like we we can't seem to replicate the same form two times in a row, you know, and Brighton, they're, they're a good team. I don't know if you know this, but Basuma hasn't been playing these last two games, and apparently he's going to be fit to be able to play against us, and I feel like yeah. Basuma could definitely be play a big role in the Brighton team this weekend. We're so need, need for me, to be honest, bro, I want to say, uh, I want to go one no win for Arsenal. This is just me sticking my neck out there and being a fan, you know. I'm gonna say one one draw. Brighton gets something to continue their good momentum in the season. You know, the the, the reason I don't think we'd concede a goal is just because Gabriel has been balling out for us. Like he's he's been our best defender. Him and White have surprisingly been doing well when it comes to. I swear, Mopai has like four goals though. He does. He does. You're right. He definitely actually. He's actually right. like in four. Yeah, he's got four, bro. I I'm one one. Yo, I, I take it back. Two no two one win for Arsenal. Two one. <laughs> this man said two one. That's cute. <laughs> now we're gonna flip over to Sunday. Vieira's fighting Eagles of Crystal Palace hosting Leicester. So Leicester, probably the big underachiever so far this season, uh, traveling to Selhurst Park. For an early kickoff on Sunday, I think Crystal Palace will win. I do. I, I do don't know too. why I do. Maybe call me crazy. I just, it might be my heart speaking more than my head, but I think they will. Leicester have Europa League commitments during the week. Um, they were at home on match day one, so they're traveling back from somewhere. So I think there'll be a bit of a hangover from that. I think Palace will be fresh and ready to go and they'll really get at them. What score do you think you got? I'll say Palace will win 2-1. I got a 2-1 win as well, too. And you know what else? I could definitely see Brendan Rodgers being under fire after this game if uh, they lose just because he hasn't been able to produce anything for the team. And mm-hmm. it's it's starting to get to the point where 
he's gonna he's starting he's he's gonna get questioned you know it's like what's he doing wrong because his team itself isn't a bad team he's got good players he just can't get them to do what they have to do no yeah i i don't know i i don't really want to see ben rogers fired but i i need palace to like collect points you know like my agenda has to flourish we just want to see vr succeed right yeah that's really what it is like honestly <laughs> I actually really like Vieira as a coach so far, and I like the Revolution Palace of Underground. I've talked about this at length already, guys. I, I like them. I just like them. I find them a cool young team, and I think the fact that everyone hates on these lower-level Premier League teams trying to undergo like a stylistic revolution, the fact that everybody rejects that idea and shuns those teams and encourages boring, stale managers like Steve Bruce is fucking lame. Like step into the 21st century, get it, get with the modern game. Um, just I and I watch football to be entertained. I'm more entertained by Palace now than I ever was under Hodgson. So bro, I thank you so much for saying that, bro. Because you're so right. Yeah, I don't like, like how people like just like hype up these managers who just play that boring, ugly, low block style, you know. And it's like Vera isn't trying to play that. He's he's just he's trying to do something himself, you know. Well, guys, guys, I wake up on my weekend mornings. I, I'm not. I want to be entertained at some level. Like, I have a team I support. I love them. I'll watch them regardless. But, like, bro, I'm not going to wake up to watch Newcastle park the bus against another team's parked bus. Like, it's not happening. Yeah, we don't want to see those boring games. We definitely want to see some. Not watching Newcastle Burnley, guys. Sorry. (laughs) Ain't wrong there. Ain't wrong there. I know we'll have to cover it, but I'm not watching. So, Spurs hosting Villa. Mm. I got Villa. You know what? I'll take Villa as well. Because until Spurs bounce back, I'm going to just pick against them. Until I see it, surely Nuno has to be under fire if they lose this. I saw there there, there was a lot of people were, <laughs> were going for his neck this weekend after the oh, North London. I said it on our last episode. Whoever loses this will be under enormous pressure referring to the yeah. North London Derby. And it's not only that they lost, it's the way they lost. That can't happen. That's not acceptable. There's a way to lose football matches. What happened to Spurs on Sunday is not it. You know, it's the craziest thing for me, though, is like if Villa do beat Spurs, you know, it's going to put Spurs in a situation where, yeah, Nuno's going to be under fire. But in all honesty, who's going to want to take over that Tottenham team? Because there was a, I just read not so long ago that apparently even, uh, Potter rejected uh become manager for the team. So it's 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 like they have to play their cards right going forward from here. Yeah, I mean fuck Spurs. Like they kind of get what they get. That's what you get for firing Mourinho and hiring a bald, taller version of Mourinho. Right. What it is. <laughs> uh oh, you know what? West Ham Brentford is That's gonna be a good game. Stadium. Hmm. West Ham will also be playing the Europa League match on Thursday night. So West Ham hosting Brentford on Sunday. Oh, my goodness. Which I got Brentford 2-0. I think I'm going to take – you got Brentford to beat to go to West Ham and win? Yep, 100%. The Europa League is definitely going to is gonna mess with them watch. I think it will be a draw. Nah. What makes you think? Well, all right. What's the score? What score? What score? 1-1. I think it will be a draw. Although I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked at any result there, to be honest. The more I think about it, none of that would shock me. But now I'll say a draw just to be safe and be boring. 
No, no, I'm not gonna be boring, bro. I got Brentford. Brentford, please don't let me down. Actually, Brentford have drawn half their matches already, so like, yeah, I'll say a draw. <laughs> if you would have offered Thomas Frank a draw at West Ham before the season, you probably would have taken it. Right. Yeah. So I, it'll be really interesting seeing Tony and Embuemo up against West Ham's back line. But I'm definitely gonna have that on my laptop and have Palace Leicester on the TV. Two of my favorite 100%. teams at the same time. What a privilege. Right. Uh, the big one for the week, the abs- the actual big one for the week, uh, last season's Premier League champions against the season before's Premier League champions. Liverpool at Anfield versus Manchester City. Uh, City coming off an impressive performance at Stamford Bridge where they picked up all three points. will be coming off a Champions League match in the Parc de Prince against PSG. So City with three tough away matches in the week, culminating with a trip to Anfield where they've only won once since 2001 or 2003 or one of the early 2000s. So, Will, what are your thoughts on this? You know, this is this is going to be a great game, bro. Like, I'm I'm excited to watch this game, but something's telling me that City are gonna are gonna win. I got a I got a two one City win. Just uh. I don't know the the way Matip was getting turned the uh, the other day and the Trent getting exposed on the wing and stuff. I, I feel like City are really gonna expose that. You know, mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun game. It's gonna be a very entertaining game. But I just can't I just can't see Liverpool winning, especially with the fact that uh, they're they're struggling with the sense that Mane can't score and he's been uh, he's definitely been an out of form, and we don't know if Jota is gonna play. I, I could see them slotting in Firmino as well for that game, but. It's gonna it's gonna be an interesting game, bro. I'm just I'm hoping City could take the dub. You know, no hate towards Liverpool fans. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say there's a draw because I want what's best for Chelsea. <laughs> a draw. Yeah, I'm gonna say a draw. One one. One one. Um. That would be ideal, but um, no, I think City will come in with confidence. It'll be really, it's going to be a fascinating watch. I can't wait to watch this. It is. It's going to be a great game, man. Both have, uh, both teams have really good defenders in the likes of uh, Van Dijk and Ruben Diaz, but they also yep. both have that one center back who's kind of a liability, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just it's just like Pep Pep's just uh, I I can see Pep uh with the masterclass again. I can see this happening. Uh, no, I just I don't know. If- I would be fine with City winning. I think that'd be hilarious. But um, I'll say a draw. I think Liverpool, they'll show up. They'll be ready. Um, So, yeah, guys, that concludes our match day six predictions to rewind. I've gone with an Everton draw at Old Trafford. I think Will went with the narrow United win. Yeah. Uh, We've both gone with Burnley to beat Norwich because I'm never betting on Norwich again. Absolutely not. Uh, Chelsea to beat Southampton. We've gone with that. Uh, Will, you are saying Watford and Leeds will draw 2-2. I'm saying 2-1 Leeds. We both think Wolves will beat Newcastle. And you think Arsenal will win 2-1 at the Amex against Brighton. I predicted a 1-1 draw. Please, Arsenal, don't let me down. <laughs> yeah, so it is what it is. Uh, I think we both think Palace will beat Leicester. Yep. We both think Villa will beat Spurs. 
You think Brentford will go to West Ham and win. I think Brentford will draw with West Ham. And you think Manchester City will go to Anfield and win. And I yeah. think it'll be a draw. So it's going to be a good game, bro. These these games are actually really good this weekend. And this is the what, international break the following weekend. Yeah, so we're coming up on another international break, people. So apologies, but I mean, we don't make the schedule. It is what it is. So yeah. Um, yeah, this will be our last round of fixtures until the 16th of October when things resume. We will bring you guys podcasts during the international break. Um, we'll talk about it more off recording. But um, no, yeah, there will be content. It will come weekly. Uh, potentially, people, be on the lookout for a bonus Champions League episode possibly this week at some point. So that might happen. But um, yeah, guys, so that pretty much concludes um, our episode four, which really should be episode five, but it's my fault because I fucked up my laptop. But um, it is what it is. So um, yeah, guys, until next time, Will, where can they find you, brother, besides here, obviously? Uh, you know, you guys can find me on Twitter. It's uh, W-I-L-L-Y-A-M-1800. And also follow our podcast, underscore FNS podcast. Yes, absolutely, guys. Follow the underscore capital F, capital N, capital S podcast, lower all lowercase for podcast on Twitter. And you can find both of our personal accounts linked to that Twitter account. But yeah, guys, until next time, this has been your co-host for another edition of the podcast. I just want to say big up to everybody who's reviewed the podcast, who's downloaded an episode, who's contributed yes, much to love all, to everybody. Who's rated us. Much love to everyone. Um, the family is growing. We are just starting out on our journey, and we will keep going for a long time coming. But thank you guys for reviewing. Thank you guys for getting in touch. Thank you guys for participating in the polls. Thank you guys for asking your questions. Um, that's another thing we'll start doing. If you guys have any questions, we'll, we, we should have started doing this before. I should have thought of this earlier. If you guys have any questions, get in touch with the podcast Twitter. Do not send me the personal questions on my personal account because I may or may not have the presence of mind to go through my DMs for questions during a 45 to 50 minute recording session. So if you guys have any questions, anything you think we want to talk about, anything you want to listen to us talk about, Get in touch with the podcast account. Again, under, underscore, capital F, capital N, capital S, podcast, all lowercase. We and we're, we're always open to suggestions too, you know? Yeah, we're open to suggestions. We're here. We're here for you guys. You guys are here to listen to us. It's a mutual relationship, right? So we're open to suggestions. We're open to critiques. We're open to improvements. Just kind of be nice about it. Package it respectfully and honestly. But um, yeah, guys, until next time, this is us again. Any questions, anything you disagree with in terms of our predictions, whatever, let us know. We can chop it up. It's all good. But, um, yeah, guys, until next time, this is us. We are out. Later. Later.